Hello everyone, we're here live from Las Vegas at the uh, Speedway, Matthew's Movement. Uh, this is Pablo from Fuelixer. We're here with Nathan Grill on the 26th episode from Fuel Talk. What's going on, Nathan? Just hanging out in the wind. How about yourself? Nice cap, by the way, man. <laughs> Keeps uh, the sun out of my eyes. Yeah, 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 it's good. Um, yeah, let's start off with, with some backstory, man. Tell me a little bit about it yourself and, and how you ended up here in, in Vegas. Everyone has a story. Uh, well, I mean, I had the typical. My dad was doing a lot of construction stuff when I was a kid. And when I, we were like, I was nine. Then my dad was working out here probably four days a week. Uh, he, he was in the stone business selling marble granite. And... Um, that's when like Caesar's Palace was going up and a lot of big projects were happening here. A lot of movement, huh? Yeah, so my parents decided um, to just move out here and then they op- my dad's company opened an office out here and um, that's where I've been since uh, 95, it says on my leg. Cool, man. <laughs> so wait, so wait, how, how long have you been wearing Lycra? <laughs> uh, I mean, I started started riding road bikes let's see like six years ago i guess yeah i got my first road bike when i was 23 okay and then uh that was in like that was like thanksgiving ish the year when i was 23 and then uh the next three months later in february i did my first bike race at colville nice nice and i heard um I think you started, like, by BMXing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I got my start in bikes. Like, I started riding BMX, like, right around, like, the end of junior high. Um, Right before high school, really, is when I, like, I rode around with friends and stuff. But, like, it's when I really started, like, getting into BMX. I don't know, just the freedom, I don't know, that it gave you. Like, it was super just fun like i still ride my bmx bike from net on again but it's just it was a way to get away from everything and escape um and you could, with the freestyle stuff you can kind of just not not so much express yourself but you could just let out frustration and stress and whatever you have when you're 14 years old (laughs) yeah 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 so what were you doing tricks and stuff or um yeah it was mostly tricks i mean we did like dirt jumping and you know street riding that's uh so right around then is right before skate parks really blew up in las vegas um and so we rode a lot of yeah like i said like street just kind of like taking you know everyday obstacles and you know, grinding them or destroying them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or dirt jumps. We did a lot of dirt jumps. And then we made our own little ramps and stuff. But right a couple, you know, a year, two into that is when the Las Vegas skate park boom really happened. And so we ri- started riding a lot of like, concrete parks. That was super fun. Right on, right on. Why don't you share a little bit with the audience about... Um, the the cycling team that you're with right now and and kind of like what's what's been the journey there and and you know your goals and stuff with the team. All right, well I'm, I read for um, Carefast Stork. Um, you've interviewed a couple of the guys on the team already. Yes. Um, so I've been on it for. I want to say this is going to be my fourth season. 
coming into my fourth season with Carepast. Um, so I started out, I came on the team as a three or as a new three. Um, and that was into their second year is when I came on. Um, and the goal has always just been really, you know, team oriented racing and hanging out and just being a race team, which is something that a lot of teams in town lacked because you had a bunch of guys who were wearing the same kits, um, who, and there'd only be a couple guys going out, you know, it's like we have Allegiant, their bonafide race team, and we had, you know, McGee's was back around in that day, and they were, they were a little more racy than they are today, but really, you, like, you had a bunch of guys on, you had a bunch of guys on different teams that all were the real, the racer guys, and so it was kind of like a way to get everybody together. You know, I've known Yash for a number of years, and I was pretty good buddies with Travis, who was on the team, who has since moved to Colorado. But so that's what brought me to the team. Okay. You know. um, what category are you? I'm a I'm a cat two right now. About oh wow! Halfway to my one. What's been What's been your journey to that man? Like, not, um, not everyone gets there. Yeah, it was. So, like I said, I came onto the team as a three. Um, I had, I rode for, uh, Fluid before that, and, you know... Was that here in Vegas? Yeah, that was here in Vegas. Okay. Um, the team, uh, pretty much dissolved, um, but, so I did a lot of racing by myself okay. to get my Cat 3. Um, oh. I had a couple teammates who would race occasionally, but most of my, uh, points and stuff... I got by myself. And then coming into on the Carefast, it was a lot more team oriented. But we also had, you know, it took me about a year and a half to get my two. But that's also because we had, you know, me and Terry, uh, Terry Steves, got our cat twos together. Um, we submitted the same day. We were both ready at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had, you know, six or seven guys that we were trying to get points for everybody for. So I feel like I maybe could have got my points a lot quicker. Um, and it was hard. It was definitely hard. But, um, and without my teammates, there are a lot of points that I wouldn't have had. Right. But, um, yeah, it was just, I feel it was, I feel the, the four to three was actually a lot harder to get though maybe that's because I was by myself and I didn't have anybody to depend on for the most part uh-huh. but now it's just the pro on two field is something else <laughs> when you're when you're riding by yourself um, meaning like you know you don't have a, other teammates uh-huh. there in the, the pack with you um, does that kind of like obligate you to like do you open up to the other racers in there and do you make friends with people I mean, you just to yourself you, what was your style like uh it's kind of like everybody's your friend, but nobody's your friend. <laughs> um, you just so there's a couple ways to play it, and it's you get really tired playing it both ways. Um, you either have to try to get in a break, and so your odds are you know there's only five other guys, 
they're all on different teams, so we're all going to do whatever to win. Or you have to pick a sprinter who you know who's going to have a good lead out and get on their wheel and try to jump them at the end. But it's like, you know, you know guys in the field. And, you know, I know some of the guys who are strong TTers, who are good to get in a breakaway with. And I know the guys who are good sprinters. Obviously, the sprinters are a little bit, a little meaner about, you know, me getting on their wheel or anybody really getting on their wheel in the last couple laps because they know what the game plan is. But um, being alone, it's, um, it's sometimes frustrating when you know that you have some guys that can come out, but, you know, not everybody can race every weekend. So that kind of sucks for, you know, going out to the the pro races by yourself. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, um, don't, you know, it, that's something that we've had to deal with, you know, because everybody has life and stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you got to... You just have to, you know, race when you can, race when, don't when you can't, and, you know, take each race day by day. Cool. So what, um, do you have any type of strategies in terms of training? Um, um, <laughs> or, or you just go out and just... I'm the worst person in the world at actually training. Yeah. Because um, I work anywhere from 50 to 60 hours a week, and so I get home, and there are some days where I just don't want to look at my bike. Yeah. Um, well, no, I want to look at it, but then I just don't know. Take it I don't, yeah, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> um, you know, it just I I ride when I can, and when I can ride, I try to ride as hard as I can. That's you know pretty much it. Right now, I'm trying to do a lot of commuting to work uh-huh. and do intervals on the way to work. Oh wow! Um, well, one interval on the way to work. It's about a t- anywhere from a 17 to 20 minute commute so I just try to go really really hard on my way to work yeah. and then really really hard on my way home I mean it's a good way to work it in you know I mean it is but it doesn't give you some sort of the consistency yeah. like you should really be doing two intervals are you a big data guy like do you like analyzing your um, your watts and your... I did until my power meter broke okay and so right now I'm just on heart rate um, but I'm waiting for the new cork to be released in a week, and then I'll be getting that, and um, hopefully looking at data again. <laughs> yeah. No, but I do like looking at it. You can, you know, look at your inaccuracies in your riding, and you know, try to build those those uh, weaknesses, and you know, play on your strengths as well. So it's kind of cool to look at. You know, I'm not I'm not as scientific as some people are about it but I like to look at like okay you know my five minute numbers looking a little low I can do some stuff to really build that up real quick what's your what's your approach to riding if um, if you're feeling a little stressed or just like overworked do you just say you know screw it I'm just gonna get on the bike anyways or do you kind of like take some time off and just try to recover um well it depends on my mood really cause like if I'm super stressed then sometimes I'll just like hop on the BMX bike and just go roll around the neighborhood. Um, sometimes, you know, depending on what I have going on in, in real life, 
I'll, you know, I just sometimes you just have to take time off the bike. Yeah. You know, might be a day or two. Sometimes, like, there's been, you know, in the middle of the season, there's been like a part where I just didn't ride for like a whole week just because I was super stressed out at work. Um, I like I was halfway sick, and I just, you know, getting on the bike would have probably put me into sickness. It probably would have, you know made me lose even more sleep because i some people when they exercise a lot they can sleep amazingly when i exercise a lot i can't sleep oh wow or i can't sleep i probably you know will fall into rem real quick but i only get a couple hours of yeah. sleep a night huh. um and i've already you know because i wake up at 4 30 in the morning to go to work and so my sleep schedule is already all wonkers. Okay. Cool, man. Let's jump into um, cyclocross, right? Yeah, That's another, fun. Uh, another big um, part of your life now. Yeah. Um, so it's a good. I like it. What do you think the scene is like in Vegas right now? What's, um, what's it's going on growing. Um, we we found out the true players after uh, Cross Vegas was over. Yeah, um, there's this always. Year. Yeah, um, so it's always like you have everybody who's ramping up Cross Vegas, Cross Vegas, Cross Vegas, and then Cross Vegas comes, and then participate, you know, in practices and stuff kind of just starts dwindling, and, you know, it's it's something that we've lived with the last couple of years, but it's, it's just what it is, um, but I like it. It's a good way to, I think, break up um, the time between... Um, the end of road season and the beginning of like base training for road season um, it kind of keeps you sharp on your VO2 max power because cyclocross is all just like on off on off you never really get a break because if your heart rate goes down too low then you're not going hard enough how many <laughs> how many um, riders do you think there are in, in Vegas you'd say um that are into it like I mean, there's a lot of people that are into it, but people that are going to race, probably 15. Um, but there's probably a good, you know, 50 or 60 people who are interested in it and, you know, will phase their way through the practices and show up to, you know, certain events and whatnot. But probably about 15 people who are actually going to show up and race. Yeah, do you see the, the interest in that um, growing? Um, yeah, along, you know, along with the whole gravel grinder scene. It's kind of, you know, it's, one, crashing doesn't hurt as bad, so that's always a good thing, um, but it's, it's more accessible, I feel like, in some regards, into, in, like, a city, you know, it's hard, we've been trying, you know, through many different people to throw a race, or a, a cyclocross race, or not a cycle cross race. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, like a road race or a crate or something in town, and yeah. you know the permitting is a pain in the butt. Um, but getting a permit and even throwing just an underground cycle cross race at a park for a practice is very easy comparatively. And so it's you know not having to travel four hours to go do a race you know, makes it a lot easier for people to show up, you know, and it's a lot more family friendly. It's usually in a park, you know, um, 
but the only thing that's holding back is really that it's a pretty specialized bicycle compared to, you know, just buying a road bike or buying a mountain bike. You can do it on a mountain bike, but, um, you know, a road bike with fat tires is not something that most people go out and seek to buy if they're not trying to get into cyclocross. Yeah. Do you think, um, because I've heard interest from cyclists, they just don't know how to kind of make the transition, I guess, from, you know, their... You know, they're always on the road, always on the road, but mm -hmm. they're a little bit interested in getting to, you know, on a mountain bike or on a, on a, on a cross bike. So mm -hmm. do you have any suggestions on how they could do that and just kind of test, test I mean, the waters and test it out? If they've got a mountain bike already, all you got to do is show up. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing with, you know, anybody who's interested in any sort of racing or event. Like, the only thing that's stopping you is, is showing up. You show up, yeah? Yeah. Like, cool. I know a bunch of people who are like, oh, yeah, I really want to get into racing. And I'm like, show up, pay your entry, and pin on your number. That's yeah. all you got to do. <laughs> I like that, man. Yeah, simple. I mean. Keep it simple. You know, it's like there's specialized training that you have to do. But when you're just starting out, like, just show up and have fun. Yeah, you yeah. know, you're figured out. So there's there's an event going on, I think, uh, towards the end of this month, right? Uh, the end of next month. Next month. Yeah, the end of November. Okay. Uh, if, if that's the yeah. Oh, what's at the end of this month? Oh, the Beatty weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to be going out to that? Um, I'm not sure because there's also um, a race, Spooky Cross, in L.A. that weekend. Uh huh. Um, that I kind of was planning on going to before the Beatty thing came up. Yeah. Because I really want to go dress as risky business because <laughs> it's Spooky Cross. You know. <laughs> nice, nice. So you're you're also um, I heard somewhere um, that you're putting a, a little team together, a little fun, little yeah, a little fun cycle cross, a little team. gang, just like uh, six of us. I think yeah. about it's just a little fun thing. Um, Are you guys gonna race at um, the 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 event that Steve Klaus is? is yeah, uh, the, the the Nevada State Championships will definitely be there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a couple guys here in town. Um, you know, we're all longtime friends, and we just decided to throw something together, you know? Nice. It's always cool when you can be in the uh, same kind of clothes as your, or same kit as your friends. Yeah, hell yeah. So, it's just something, you know, fun. We got a couple cool sponsors, uh, Handlebar Mustache from Boulder, Colorado, it's throwing us a bunch of socks, um, Grimper Brothers uh, from Austin, Texas, the coffee company. They're supplying us with coffee beans, and then we also have a couple local sponsors. Um, Bill, um, Corey from Gizmo and SH Plus is helping us out with product. Um, Makers and Finders, the local coffee house downtown, they're helping us out. Um, Forte Art House, they're you know our main sponsor. And, um, and then we have Moth Attack, uh, custom frame builder, steel frame builder. Uh, that's Megan Dean. She's really cool. Awesome, man. And um, you got a good lineup. Yeah, it's you know it's pretty cool. Um, just you know, fr mostly it's just you know friends helping each other out. Yeah. And uh, it'll be a cool little team. Uh, we're putting in our kit order. Uh, hopefully this Monday or Tuesday uh, it'll be going in and. Uh, we got two-week turnaround right now, so I'm pretty stoked. We should have the kits in a couple weeks. Nice. 
Nice. Very cool, man. Mm -hmm. So what's um, any any specific like future plans for the for the team? Or are you just gonna uh, see, wing it, and see what happens? Yeah, we're just kind of gonna wing it. Um, it's just a little thing for fun, you know. Yeah. If it grows, like we, I want to throw a couple little things, um, you know, with with makers and finders. They're offering us um, to use their space. Yeah. You know, when they're closed. So we're going to throw a couple little fundraiser things and, you know, community events. Yeah. Uh, maybe do some gold sprints. I want to plan, uh, I want to call it an alley cross. Yeah. It's a mix between an alley cat and a cross race. Have you heard of uh, Crank and Grind? Yeah, Crank and Grind. That's right, uh, right next, next to, ne yeah, right yeah, next door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, with Graham Carr. You just did an interview yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then... I want to do um, a campus cross at UNLV. Um, okay. Just like a makeshift cross race through UNLV. Um, and, you know. So, so I, I, this is like gorilla. This is like gorilla Oh, stuff, we're going to do some gorilla I stuff. I mean, it's going to cool. be, you know, the more. You're going to be tagging on the bike, bro. Uh, I don't want. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's good. I'm not man. going to do that. <laughs> we are going to clean up after ourselves. Um, but just something fun, unofficial, you know, just like yeah. that's, you know, I think a good way to grow the sport at a grassroots level is to yeah. do the unofficial kind of things because the official things will cost money, um, you know, and it's a lot more inviting for somebody who is just doing something for the first time. If they come out and it's just, hey, we're going to ride around and have fun they might be a little more apt to show up than to, oh, you had to put on a number and you're actually racing and all that stuff. So, you know, with like the, the cross practices and something like this where it's just a fun ride through campus, it might be a little more inviting. Um, yeah, it's definitely good to have both, you know, like the, the organized um, events. and then Oh, also, absolutely. And also the, the, the guerrilla kind of tactic, you know, it, it mm -hmm. brings in... It brings in uh, different worlds, and, and and I think the passion, you know, to just get on the bike and do something fun is there. Mm -hmm. No, that's what you know, like. That's cool. Last night I did uh, a fixed gear crit. Um, that was unofficial. Had a bunch of kids who probably had never ridden that fast in their life, um, and there was a there's a nice crash because of it. But um, yeah, it's you have a bunch of young kids who. I mean, they're the future of the sport, so we have to get them interested in all types of cycling and in a way that is accessible for them. And what's interesting about the tactics of like the, like the you know, I guess uh, more grassroots um, approach mm -hmm. is usually those teams and those like groups are a cedar, they're cedar teams that yeah. can that you can funnel you can kind of pick out the really good riders and mm -hmm. put them into like a more organized thing if oh you, absolutely you know? so that's kind of, that's kind of cool too because you need that level mm -hmm. to get to the street you know like you need to find like new riders younger guys you mm -hmm. never know you might find someone who's like super good yeah absolutely you pop them into like an organized team you know and next thing you know there's there's awesome riders in vegas yeah there's that's, that's actually cool. um some of the kids that were at this fixed gear crit last night um we're talking about, you know, they're they want to start racing road, and you know, they started asking me questions and you know what they could do. I'm just telling them, you know, show up to the regular road rides, um, come out, 
hang out, talk to guys, and then, like I said before, all you got to do is show up. Because it's tough, too, because, I mean, cycling is not an inexpensive sport. Oh, you know no. I mean, I mean like, it, it can expensive. be, but it can't. It, 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 to really get into it, if you're going to dive deep into it, you know, it's yeah, and, and, it's definitely a money, and, money and, machine. And, and most of the guys are just, like, riding on the streets. So yeah. just don't have, like, you know... Mm-hmm. A few, few extra thousand, thousand dollars, dollars just, yeah. Just throw down. Mm-hmm. So um, that's really cool, you know, that that you get to. They get. It's kind of like their introduction into like you know, mm-hmm. more uh, structured uh, cycling. No, I mean, it's like you definitely see an uprise in interest from like these kids are the kids that are starting out as you know riding a brakeless road bike conversion that is a rolling death trap. <laughs> Um, to, you know, they get nicer fixed gears and stuff, and they start actually getting actually in pretty good shape. And then, you know, they start saving up for a road bike once, like, by the time that they get a road bike, they have a job. Yeah. And so, you know, I've ridden with a couple of these guys, and some of them, I'm like, you should probably start pinning on a number. Yeah. And, you know, but the biggest obstacle here, growing up here, is, you know, everything is traveling. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's true. So a lot of these kids, like they're making, they're making plans now, you know, making sure all that their friends are in that have cars, that like to get out to St. George in January, which I think is really cool. Um, but that re- definitely showcases the struggle of being a bike racer here. Yeah. As opposed to being, you know, up in Salt Lake or in Southern California already where there is a, you know, a pretty large and fluid um, racing team. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting just to find someone to sponsor the uh, travel portion of, you know what I mean? Like oh, just, yeah. Just get I mean, a van wrapped and, and, and say, hey, man, you're, you're taking these guys who can't afford, you know, to, to go spend a ton of money. Oh, if, just if on, it was just only on that gas, easy, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I would love to, you know, get a little more on the development side because I think that there is there are a bunch of kids in town who probably have some talent yeah um, and all they need is you know the ability to get out there uh, not only get out there but entry fees you know it's like hell we can spend $150 in a weekend easy $200 on hotel gas food entry fee um, no that adds up quick when you're 18 yeah I mean, that's probably what you made in the whole week. Yeah. You're still in high school. So, you know. Very cool, man. That's that's a um, really cool approach, you know, of, um, of grassroots like that. Is that um, something you're kind of heading out yourself, or do you have um, kind of support in terms of... Um, you know, it's it's something I've played around with. You know, it's... I've you know, the the most I've really taken it is, you know, just talking to kids and, you know, okay. um, I've That's offered... a good place to start, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's got to start somewhere. Um, you know, I'd like to do as much as I can with it, but at the end of the day, the ball is in their court. You know, if it, all, like I said before, all you got to do is show up and pin on a number. Yeah. So, I know, you know, you can talk all day about it, but unless you're actually going to sign up and show up, then, you know... It's not that I don't want to waste my time. It's just that a lot of, a lot of people talk. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely got to act. Just show up. Mm-hmm. I like that. Cool, man. Um, anything else? Anything else you got uh, going on with 
Was cycling life? Uh, well, I, you know, just <laughs> work has been really crazy. <laughs> so not as much riding as I would like uh, yeah. these days because of work. But like I said, I'm trying to do the whole commuting thing um, a lot just to get in any extra that I can. Um, been trying, it's, you know, it's the road off season, which means it's cross season, which means I also want to start riding my BMX bike a lot because just something to kind of de-stress and it's uh it's really the bike that i can get on and not even do anything with as long as i'm sitting on it i feel just more at peace than anything uh but no so also um i don't know but then it comes to (laughs) i really don't want to hurt myself (laughs) on the bmx bike because those are five feet straight to concrete really hurts yeah <laughs> cool man any shout outs that you want to send out um, good vibes just uh thanks to everybody that's helped me along the way um you know all my former and current teammates you know through fluid uh new vision hair fast um just you know my girlfriend for being for letting me ride my bike. That's cool. That's a big <laughs> one. <laughs> right? Yeah. She's like, get out of the house. What are you doing here? Um, yeah, just thanks to everybody who's helped me. And, you know, I'll see you around on the road. Cool, man. And and I guess people can just uh, catch you. Just around. Yeah. Around. <laughs> I'm around. <laughs> um What's the, usually, name, what's the name of your, team, your new... Uh, uh, the new cyclocross team is uh, Team Hammersaw. Hammersaw? Hammersaw, the manliest tool you can own. All right. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys.